Welcome to the Foundational Healing Deliverance Prayer Ministry Podcast, where you will learn strategic spiritual warfare and aggressive prayer. If you have questions or comments, call us at 484-218-1683 or email us at fhdprayerministry at gmail.com. Let's get started with the show. You're the only one who knows my destiny. Father, we thank you, we bless you, we praise you, we lift your name up, and we decree that you are the highest power. We decree that you are the highest power, and for this, we bless you, and for this, we praise you, Father. We take authority over any and all marine spirits, any and all demonic spirits, any and all witchcraft spirits. We soak our listeners under the blood of Jesus. We soak our listeners under the blood of Jesus. We transfer this service into the hands of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And for this, we bless you. And for this, we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I usually, <laughs> amen. Bless you, Apostle. Amen. Amen. I usually like kind of start off with all the um, beautiful intros and this and that. But we had some technical um, some technical issues, and as you said, um, those things they do happen. I can expect it to happen um, when touching the universe with uh, such a great 
individual as yourself. Um, so it's just something that comes with the territory. It just comes with the territory. However, however, <laughs> I did read your bio. Yes. Um, uh, while you're ministering, please let the uh, audience know um, about your books, uh, your song, where they're able to uh, purchase your books, uh, purchase your your song. So um, without further ado, I just want to be mindful of the time from the time that was already wasted. And I'm going to go ahead and just put the service in uh, to your hands, Apostle. God bless you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'd like to say this afternoon, I appreciate so much your having me uh, come on Prophet this evening to talk about the clarion call that God has called us to in the body of Christ, the leaders and the laymen to pray. It's very important that we understand the hour that we're in and prayer is the key to the things that we have need of. Many times we don't um, recognize that the only way we can really get anything from God is through prayer. Because he is not going to do anything without us first seeking him. He's not going to just come and jump in your situation without you asking him to. Now, it's time that he'll do things for us because he hears the cries of our heart. But there's nothing like God hearing your voice. Amen. And so the thing that the Spirit of the Lord has given me is he wants the church to realize that he is seeking a people who will pray. He's seeking us to pray that he might answer those things that we have need of. Many times we get ahead of uh, God with the things we have need of by praying in advance. But if we hold back on prayer and don't pray because we have a problem, then we're already too late. So first of all, we have to understand that we have been called uh, to be the voice of God in the earth as children of God. But if we don't have a prayer life, then we'll kind of like leave ourselves open to where we're wondering why so many things are bombarded on every side, but we haven't stored anything in the prayer bowl and before heaven in God's presence so that he has something to work with. Now, he already knows what we have need of, but, you know, it's just like having children. You don't, you don't want your children to just always assume that you know everything they need, but sometimes you like to hear from them because you want them to know that their thoughts and the way they feel about things are important to you. It's called a relationship and communication. God loves to talk to the human beings, but many human beings don't like talking to God. But they don't really know what they're missing out on by not talking to God. Many times people like to get in prayer lines. And there's nothing wrong with having someone pray for you, but then if you never pray for yourself, it's, it's almost like it's useless. Because what you're really, what you're really doing is, is banking on someone else to talk to God for you, but nobody can talk to God better than you for you. And he wants you to know that the, the veil was rented so you could come before him and talk to him in prayer. You no longer need the priest to go before you. And I say this, but not uh, saying you don't need leaders and you don't need ministers and discipleship and training and things like that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it was once in the old, where men would go, if you go read and go look in, in the uh, Old Testament, you'll find where men used to have to go to the priest, and the priest did all the things that was needed in the Holy of Holies. They would go before God, you would bring your offer, you would bring everything that you need once, you know, once a year in the different pieces, and then they would go in and talk to God for you over the mercy sheet and, 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 and behind the veil, you know, and they would have a rope around them, and they couldn't really uh, go in there without cleanliness or they die, you know, they said that if you don't hear the bell constantly ringing, that means that they didn't, they didn't survive. 
But uh, Jesus came on the scene and he took away all the needs for somebody else to talk to God for us. He renewed us. Let him say, he gave us back that relationship that we can talk to God for ourselves. We don't have to wait till Wednesday night, Tuesday night, uh, you know, all these days that we're waiting on the pastors and the ministers to come in place so we can get somebody to pray for us. Or we waiting on somebody else to, uh, you know what I'm saying, to go before God on our behalf. Now, it's good to have somebody standing in the gap, and we're going to talk about that, but the main part about this is God saying from the pulpit to the, to, the, to the pew, everybody should be praying. That's why he said, make my house a house of prayer. Now, I'm going to say this a little bit, and we're going to hit some scriptures. I, I, I went through a, a season of being in the wilderness, and I went to a few churches, and I entered the door. See, sometimes when you're going through the wilderness, you don't have nobody that really can help you. But if you go into a house that's full of prayer, you can grab for yourself by faith what you have need of to be restored, to keep pressing while you, while you go through that trial and uh, time that God is permitting you to go through, which is a dry season. But when I entered these places and I stepped on one step, and I won't call no name because I don't believe in bashing ministers and putting down anybody, but I'm just sharing this so that somebody will understand how important it is to have prayer. Sometimes you can't help nobody. Sometimes you, they ain't even a prayer you could pray. But the fact that you pray in that house, they can join in, and it's a corporate thing to where they, they can be united to, to get what they have need of. And so I went to this ministry, being that I had been in the wilderness, and this was a long season of wilderness, hear me what I tell you, and uh, it was years of going through, and, and God was taking off the old wine skin, which is a whole other story, and you go through a process before you get through all of the fires and all the stuff that he pressed you through to, to you know, put you through hardship, all kind of stuff, you know, to get you prepared to take off the old you so he can do something new with you, and so while going through this here, I went to several churches. And I walked through these doors, and when I got to the door, I was just like, if I could just find somebody whose house was filled with the power of God in prayer, it would be like a, a, a cool drink of water in the desert. But I couldn't find nobody, so I told the Lord, when I stepped on the one step, I said, Father, I said, everywhere I've been, nobody's praying. And he said this, the Holy Spirit said, if you can't find nobody praying, what do you think about me? And I, was, I, would, I couldn't say another word. And so this is when... The law began to reveal to me how important prayer was and how important it is that you don't just open the house of God and just go in there and preach and, and teach, but you go in the house of God and you make that place of prayer because when prayer goes forth, so much more takes place. People can get delivered without you touching them. Uh, people can be set free from things because, the, because of the prayers that are going forth. It's not a man that is able to set another man free. It's really the spirit of God that is doing it. But a house that is prayerless is powerless. And that's the sad part about it. It's a den for demons. It's a den for spirits to come in and, and, and make it a sanctuary for the satanic. And, and, and the devil's not afraid of you having church. He don't want you to pray in there. And the reason why people come in and leave the same is because prayer is the fire of God that comes in there to, uh, to do what is needed for people and to help the people in places that they need it. Sometimes, you know, we preach to them and we talk to them about God, but sometimes people need to get on the altar and learn how to labor before God, to bail before God, and pour out their hearts before God on the altar. You know, not everything do the ministers need to do for them, but they need to teach them how to reach God for themselves. And so with that said, the word says, if I can, take it to Ezekiel uh, 22, chapter 22, verses 30. 
Now, this is the current call because God is starting even now as I speak for the men and women of God who have ears to hear with thus says the Lord. He says, so I started for a man among them who would uh, make a wall and stand in the gap before me and on behalf of the land that I should not destroy, but I found no one. Now, what he's saying here is to stand in the gap. He's looking for somebody who would intercede, somebody who would cry out before the Lord, somebody that would see the situation that is happening and begin to be a watchman on the wall, the ones that would begin to, uh, to, to, to just seek the face of God on, on, on restoring things and putting things back in place that, that needs to be rectified and realigned in, in the earth and in our lives and in our families and our home and in the ministry. But so many times we done got so caught up now that the, 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 the people come into the building, but they're not coming to see God. God gets to stay outside on the, on the step, but church is going on with the program. And that's not the Spirit of God. Because if the Spirit of God is in the house, that's the place that God is at. Nothing stays the same. Things change when God is on the scene. And the reason why people are not being helped because the people are not getting to see God, but they're seeing man. Man can't help you. Only thing that can help you is God. And so if you get a relationship with God, then you don't have to worry about uh, if, if, if you have a problem that uh, I didn't pray in a month and now I need to run somewhere and talk to somebody, somebody else get to God because I don't, I don't spend time and so I don't feel confident in talking to God. There's time out for that because we're running out of time uh, in, this, in, in, in the, uh, the sense of where we're preparing ourselves to be a spotless bride for his return. So in order to do that, where there's much prayer, you can't sin much when you're praying. Now, I'm going to put it like this. There's trials and there's tribulation, there's wilderness time, there's things you're going to go through that your old man will try to wake yourself up and be a part of your life. But if you stay on the altar, it'll kill the flesh eventually that you can be all that God called you to be. You have to constantly cry out for God to help you. Believe me, he so desperately want to help us to become all that he called us to be. And the word says he sorted for someone. Tonight, are you that someone that God is sorting for, is looking for, and calling for, and asking you to come, come and pray for the situation that you see on the news? Come and pray for the situation in your community. Come and pray for the situation that's going on in your church. Come and pray for your family member. Are you one of the ones that God is calling in this hour and asking you to stand in the gap for somebody who has not the strength nor the knowledge? how to reach heaven. And if you are that one, have you been discipled? Have you been trained and taught how to take the word of God before God that he can move upon what he has spoken? Because see, this is how you don't miss. You don't miss with this. If you take the word of God according to the circumstance that you're going through, God is bound to his word. But there's only one thing that's, that's a catch here. You have to live what you pray in. You have to live how you, you have to live the word. You have to live holy and righteous before the Lord. Now, not perfect. Nobody's perfect. You're going to mess up. You're going to make some mistakes. Don't get it twisted. What I'm saying to you is that when you do make a mistake, you go quickly to God and acknowledge you've made a mistake and you repent. There's a different, in, in different types of and different things, but whatever you, whatever place you are at in your life, know this: that the Lord loves you, and He's not throwing you away with the bathwater. Even though He's cleaning you up, He ain't throwing you away. He loves you. Many people think God is so harsh and angry and just waiting to take them out. That's a lie. He is not out to take you out. He's out to save you, clean you up, and get you ready to get you up out of here in the time He's coming to get you out. Amen. So I want to say this to you: uh, if, if, if your church ain't got no prayer in it, 
then you ain't got no, you know, I'm just going to put it, can I say it like this? If the church ain't praying, and you can't find nobody who, who are, are doing more than just preaching and teaching, then you're, you're, not, you're not having the fullness of what God intended for you in growth. When you get before the Lord and pray, then he can, he can do things within you that you could not do with just sitting before people hearing them read the Bible. Sometimes you got to get on the altar so God can go down in there and cut away stuff in you and take stuff off you so you can get yourself in a place where he can, get, he can begin to elevate you, promote you, bring you where you get to know more about him. You know, and so whatever you have in uh, uh, seeing things, anything that you're passionate about, anything that you see that needs fixing, many times we talk about the problem, but we don't pray about the problem. Talking don't fix the problem. Let's try to fix the problem. And many people don't realize this, that any time that anything actually takes place in the kingdom of God and has a full-fledged move or a full-fledged uh, 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 activity of growth in it, it's because the prayers went first. A lot of people try to build first, but the prayer is the first thing you do because it goes before the ministers. And if you have people in the church that are prophets, you need prophets because they are watchmen on the wall and intercession. You need somebody who can spot a demon and not get up and start uh, uh, acting out like they got a devil, but can at least pray the devil out the house or even be able to go before the altar of God concerning what they see so things can be brought to light to the minister who is on the, uh, you know, that's in the leadership that they have missed it. Some things we see we don't talk about as the prophet, but we have been shown so we can pray about it. Now, another thing about a prophet, any prophet that's a prophet don't have a prayer life, I question the prophet because how can you have a word if you ain't never been before God? And if you ain't been before God, then you really ain't got the word because you can't get nothing without spending time with God. He downloads when you spend time with him. And we don't download to you for you to, you know, like for instance, to say, I'm just going to prayer just to get something. No, we don't go to prayer to get nothing. While we in prayer, he gives what's needed. So when the time comes for the release of it, it's already there. Praise the Lord. And so another thing I want to talk about with the watchman, the watchman is really needed because they sit on the tower in the realm of the spirit and they see the things that are far off that's coming. And they begin to help the intercessors by downloading to them the information that God has given them so that prayer can be done by prayer points. I put it like they put a prayer point together so the individuals will begin to understand how to pray. Now, there's many, many ways that God can reveal something to us, and in many ways he can, if you are seeing, he can show you things, in many ways he can even speak to you, and even as an intercessor, he can give you things through the Holy Spirit. But a lot of times we don't have people who are training the men and women of God and the house of God how to reach God with his word. And for instance, if, 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 if you have a situation you're dealing with, you will find a word of God and you will speak God's word back to the situation. See, it's the solution to the problem. You know, many times people want to talk the problem, but we don't want to talk the problem. We want to speak God's word to our problem because the word of God is fire. Come on now. The word of God is powerful. And the word says in Hebrew 4 and 12, it's a, it's a two-edged sword. When you speak it out your mouth, it comes right back and it takes Take care of you too. It's not only going out, it's going all up in you. It says it's dividing the soul and the and the mouth and all this. It's going all up inside of your spirit, man. And it's dealing with everything in you that even you may not know you have. And that's why it's important. Many people don't read the Bible, but how can you 
How can you remind God of his word if you don't remember nothing? You ain't picked up the Bible. You don't know nothing that he said. And when trouble comes, you can't even figure out how to talk to God about the situation because you don't have nothing stored in the word in you. You have to put the word in you in order to be able to to have a conversation or communicate back to God what he has already spoken. And you know, I'm going to put it like this here. You can go before the Lord and talk to God about uh, the need that you have. You say, for instance, uh, if you have a need, you can say to the Lord, you said, you, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You encourage yourself. Many times by speaking what God said, even when doubt and the enemy is fighting you, and you seem to be going through poverty, going through trouble, going through all, but the hope that you have is understanding that as you speak the word, you're telling your situation, I don't work for nothing, because everything that I need, my shepherd is my one, the one who will make sure those needs are, are in place. He will provide for me. He's my way where there is no way. You know, he, he's the one that says, worry not. You, start, you, begin to, you, know, you begin to take the word of God and use it for your circumstances. So that you can begin to, to build your faith and begin to tell your problem. Problem don't tell me what God's doing. I tell you what God's doing. You know, you take authority over the demons because satanic uh, activities are high in this, in, in this, in this last day. And you, you're, you're bombarding your mind with what your thoughts are, the world's thought, and all the stuff in the Lord and, the, and, and things that are going on around you in life. But when, when you take the word of God and hide it in your heart, and you get in a place where you need to have some time with the Lord, and you begin to say what God said the Lord, then you can find peace in a place where trouble is, is, is seem to be everywhere. And, and, and God wants us to realize that he's not far from us, and he's given us everything we ever needed. And when we think about those things that we have need of, and we would just keep it before God and know that he loves us and that he, he hears us. Now, you may not be, you may be a babe in the Lord, and you say, okay, let me slow it down. I'm a, I don't really know how to pray. Where do I start? You start in the simplest place that you know. You start in a place where you take your Bible and you begin to look at your circumstance and you say, well, I got a problem in so-and-so place. You go in there and you find every scripture. You can take it and run it, uh, run it through, um, through your Bible. If you got Bible, uh, a Bible uh, reference, if you have, uh, you can Google it. You can do a lot of things to find scriptures that can meet your situation if you're, if you're trying to find out what scripture would help. Help me if I'm going through this. You know, if, I, if I'm going through, uh, say, for my enemies, are, or say my enemies are attacking me, I feel like I'm going through some type of attack, you know, and maybe somebody is uh, speaking negative of you and, and they're saying things against you. You would find a scripture on that and you would take the word of God before me and you would say, Father God, for it is written. And I'm going to see if I can find one right quick and kind of help you out and show you a little example of what I'm saying. Amen. Because you have to, you have to get familiar with the word of God. Because God's word it hits the target every time. Can I say that again? You might not see the effect of it, but it hits the target every time. Amen. It does exactly what it said. And you don't have to sit there wondering if He's going to do it. Because if the word said it, and you standing, and you're standing with God, and you ain't living no any old kind of way, and you ain't trying to, you know, do nothing but what's right in your sight, God's got you covered. I don't care how much you're going through. You hear me? He got you covered. Now the word says. And I'm going I'm to tell you about uh, this one here in Psalms 26. When people coming against you, you ain't doing nothing wrong, and you need vindicating because people are speaking things against you, your integrity, your walk with God. And, and where do these things hurt? Yes, they do. And I'm not telling you that it's a small thing for your name to be a, a, a spoken ill of and you ain't done anything, but I'm going to say this to you. Don't let it make you bitter. Let it make you better. Amen? And take the word of God. And he says, vindicate me, O Lord. 
For I have walked in my integrity. I have also trusted in the Lord, and I shall not slip. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. So what he's saying here now, he said, he said, I was prayed like this, Father God. I'm asking you to vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity. I've been faithful, Father. I have done all that I know that you told me to do. I've tried to live right, treat others right. And now, Father God, I put my trust in you that I will not slip in the midst of what my enemies are setting up for me. Amen. And when you begin to pray the word sort of like that, and you begin to talk to God, and you leave it with him. When you shut that book, and you shut that prayer down, you take that Bible with you if you have to in prayer. You write it out if you have to. Whatever you have to do to get your prayer heard by God and get in the midst of God with what you, what you have in need of using his word. And the reason why you can find peace in what he has said is because he said, I monitor my word, and it shall not come back to me, boy. And if you take his word back to him, you just stand to God, for it is written, you said, Father God, you, you promised this, but don't promise, don't ask God to, uh, to do something for you that you know, for instance, that you're not living up to the part that you're praying about. If you're going to pray about it, be about it. You get what I'm saying? Live it. Be, be truthful because if you give it for God and you're not doing right, he's not going to answer that prayer. So that's why you've got to search your own heart constantly and know what's up in you. Then prayer help you do that too. When you get before God in prayer to help you seek him in your own heart, the Holy Ghost will begin to minister to you where you got some things need fixing. Some people you might need to go to say, I'm sorry. Some people you might need to ask to forgive you. Amen. So don't be proud. Uh, keep it right with God. Keep it right with man to the best of your ability. And do everything you can to, to keep things straight. But God will know that. You're not trying to uh, uh, to walk in some hypocr hypocritical way, but you're trying to do things right. And if you be misjudged and misunderstood and you need vindicating, trust God to bring you out of that. Amen? And there's other things that you can do. For instance, uh, there's so many scriptures in here. You just go to Psalms and just start reading it. Now, you, you can just find so much over there that you can just take to God and, and pray and ask God, say, you know, as you did for David, as you did for... For those in the days of old, oh God, your word said, you know, just talk to God. He's always been available. He ain't never did. The phone ain't did it. Never will you call heaven. Amen. God is always ready. Ready to hear from you. Amen. And take your prayer and bring forth you an answer. Amen. And so I wanted to say that to, today, and I want to say, um, if you if you have um, if you have a call on your life to be an intercessor, you. You know, you feel some type of compassion about prayer, but you're not sure how to go about it. I want you to know that don't feel bad. Ask for help. Ask for help because uh, we all started somewhere. We all started somewhere. And many, many times Christians are uncertain how often they should pray. And in some religions, they, they are stipulated prayer times, you know, and sometimes the Christians may pray. Uh, I looked at a statistic that the average is uh, three to seven minutes a day, and they included that with the meal. That's not a that's not a, a bad thing. Some prayer better than no prayer, but my goodness, it comes a time where we need to get in the presence of, of God and, and labor there, you know, to bear and, and, and press through. You know, when you got a when you got a real serious case, you don't go in there and do no three minute prayer. You don't go in there and do no popcorn prayer. You know, you might do a, do do that prayer on a regular basis. You know, but it comes a time when 
you know, when serious trouble hits you, you're going to have to labor on that altar and get before God. And it's not one time, it's persevering until you get a breakthrough and you know your prayers have made it to heaven and you have gotten an answer from God. Amen. In, in your spirit, man, knowing that even though you haven't seen the manifestation, he heard your cry and he's sending you the answer. Amen. And so that's, a, that's another form of laboring on the altar. Amen. So Matthew said, oh, let, me, let me do a few scriptures right quick, because I'm moving kind of fast as one little late, and I'm, I'm thinking about the time. And I'm going to get as much as I can, but not put too much out to, to where it confuses. Amen? But um, Matthew 26 and 41 says, Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You see, right there, many times when we, when we uh, think about watching and praying, what God's saying is, you don't only pray, but you got to pay attention to because the devil is very cunning. He's always trying to trick you up. He's always trying to ensnare your plot and planning and sneaking and always trying to mess you up. But God's saying to us to pay attention, watch, and pray. Don't just pray and think all is well. It's like, you know, I, I, I don't know why, but this comes to mind like little red wide here going through the forest, you know, here at the grandma's house all the time, the whooping hiding behind the tree peeping all this time trying to figure out what's the best time to get to it before bear in a grandmother's house. Amen. And so he's so, uh, uh, so scheming and so, you know, so, uh, uh, anxious to, to do something to her that he's following in people and trying to figure out how, what's the best way to hit her, what's the best way to catch her and, and, and do this to her. So I use that because many people remember that in elementary, you know, and it's a visual thing to think about how the enemy is working and watching you on a regular basis, trying to find the best place to, to actually hit you to put a stop to your movement, the spot, a stop to your life and the things that God has called you to. Now, we know for a fact David prayed in the evening, he prayed in the morning, he prayed in the afternoon, and he spoke about it in Psalms 55, 17. So if you don't pray, at least do at least three times a day, if nothing else starts somewhere, amen, and spend some time with the Lord. It's not about how much time you spend, but do know this, that it's a two-way conversation. You don't only speak, but you sit still and let God speak to you, because he does have a voice, and he speaks to those that he calls his own. The word says, my sheep know my voice. Now, if, 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 if my sheep know my voice and the strength of it will not follow, that means God has to be speaking to you if there's nothing but to your spirit, man, that you, that you would know that it is him who's speaking to you. And the way you also know the difference in God's voice and other voices, if you have the word in you, if it's not coming up with what he's saying in this word, then you know that's not God. He said, even if the angel that come and appear as the be like said anything different than what's in the word, he says, don't do it. Amen. So that's why it's important to pick your Bible up. And many, many religions are praying. Some of them pray five times a day. Some of them pray, you know, um, two times a day. But the, the part that I want to emphasize here, whether it's three times, two times, five times, uh, or, or just in the morning, the evening, the afternoon, for however many times that you pray your food, whatever way you do it, don't neglect prayer. It is vital. It is vital. It is the key. It is the key that opens up the heavens. The word says that when Jesus was uh, when Jesus was uh, praying, the word said the heaven was open to him. When did the heavens open? When he prayed. You see how important prayer is? When he prayed, heaven, the, the, the word says heaven was open to him. Now, uh, if you want if you want to see a move of God in your life, don't don't wait on somebody else to pray. Start praying. Start asking God to do it. If you want to see a move in the house of God, 
Start praying in that house. Start allowing God to lead the ministry and lead the things by the Holy Spirit, not the program. Just put, if we can just put up the program for a minute and just let the Spirit of the Lord lead us in that house. Lead us in the house that he called us to. We will see so much more done because he really wants to take the lead and sit in the back seat, waiting on us to tell him what he can do. You know, that's quenching the Holy Spirit. So let's ask God to come into these services. Let's pray him in there. Let, let us let him know that, that, that he's welcome here. We don't, need, uh, we don't need him just to do it with Bible. We need him to do resuscitation, okay? <laughs> I say resuscitation because there is a difference, right, man? Some of us is not needed to bother. We need God to totally re- to, uh, to bring us back alive. You know, just really just breathe on us afresh. Amen? And so I said that to say, if, if you um, look at Hebrews 5 and 7, it says, In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered a defining special petition. He offered a petition before the Lord. And then the word says that he, he not only wanted but needed a supplication and strong crying and tears to him. So Jesus went before God the Father and he labored before him. If we're going to follow Christ, shouldn't we follow the examples that he said? He set some very good examples so we'll know how to walk out this life. And then the word says in Luke 3.21, he said the heavens was open when he prayed. And then in Matthew 14 and 23, it says here, right after being with the crowd, Jesus prayed. How many times we minister to the people when we finish to go home, take a bath, and get in the bed? How about before we go to bed to pray, just go before God and pray about the things that have taken place, get along with him before we close our eyes, before we go into anything else after having ministered to the people. And I believe that would cause so much refreshing and, and cause to be rejuvenated and whatever virtue, whatever you pulled out that God could put back in. It's good for people to pray for us, but by God, we would, we would begin to, to do things the way Christ set out and outlined. I believe we would see a greater move of God. And I believe God wants us to let him know that we want him and need him in the house, that we don't want to be him. We don't want to do us. We want to do him. We want, we want him to take over because when he takes it the way that his burdens are light, when he takes it, and I'm thinking we just turn these things over, all this glory and all this stress, all the stuff that we go through trying to lead the people to, to uh, you know, and, and, and doing things that God wants us to, uh, to lead them in. If we could just begin to understand it's not a one-man band, but we all corporately need to be calling on God. You know, I used to work with a pastor, did all the prayer, and everybody just stand up and come like they're getting a drink of water. You know, you just ride up, you pray, you pray, and you just keep praying. But after you finish that, it's the same thing next Sunday. You're doing it again. But how about teaching them that they value God? God values them. And if they want to talk to him, he's always available. They don't have to wait to get you on the phone. And then that takes a burden off of you when you have so many people need to get to you for the office call and they want to talk to you about the problem. But really, they can have a place that they can talk to God and then you got some freed up time because people who know they can talk to God don't need to talk to you all the time. Amen? Praise God. And I remember for one time I sit in the, in the service, uh, sit in the office. I mean, my phone rang all day, eight hours. And I tell you, I was there by the time nighttime came. I couldn't have done all the praying all day. People were sitting, I was dancing, called, and was left on the phone. And I said, I just never going in. But it's a new day, a new season. And we, with, with the way God want to do things, I'm all day. And I don't even want to do that no more. Amen. I want it the way God wants it done. Now, this is another thing. Disciple, the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray. 
How many people have orientation set up where people can learn to pray who want to pray? I teach them how important it is to pray. You know, sometimes we talk prayer, but it's not always good to just talk prayer, but to show people how to pray. Teach them how to get before God. Teach them how to cover you as the minister. Teach them how to cover their family. Teach them. So when they, they think so something happens, and God forbid, I hope never does, and I pray it will be never, you know, anything happen, but we know that a walk in here and people can't even get to the church. What do, can they make it? That's my question. Can the people make it if they can't get to the church building? Are we teaching them how to get to God for themselves? Are we teaching them how to pray and know that God hears them? And, and, and when they can't get you on the phone, if they couldn't get to the building, are we really giving them enough tools to make it in this, in this end time? Are we giving them what it takes to know how to bring their family and pray if something happens and they can't get to the church? Are we teaching the people that God hears them? Hallelujah. Are we giving them the tools? Because we're going to be held accountable as leaders for the things we keep from them. Because God's not looking for an audience. He's looking for a people who are a partaker of the kingdom and the kingdom's assignment. Okay? And so this is what the Lord wanted me to say to the people today. The current call, can you hear him? Can you hear him? He is calling you to the altar. He's calling you to prayer. Can you hear him? And I, I don't know, but I just see people running to the altar because they understand how valuable their prayers are and how much God knows to hear from those that are called by his name. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you. Hallelujah. And God says to say to you how valuable you are to him and how is your voice, not the one next to you that he's looking to hear, even though he loves them too. He looks to hear from you. He loves the pastor. He loves the prophet, the apostles, and, and the teachers, and the evangelists. But you, he loves as well. And you are just as welcome in his presence as those who take the gospel and bring it before you. And God is saying to you, he needs you to send the prayers up. He needs you to join the pastors and the leaders and the ministers to, 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 to prayer so that he can bring answers to the body. To the, to, the, to the cities, to the, to the states, to the nations, to the leaders. And I, and I just feel that to say, run to God. Run to God. And if you fall in sin, there'll be no condemned. Because let me tell you something. The devil wants you to be condemned, but God wants you to know once you repent, First John 1 and 9, God is just to forgive. Ain't nobody perfect. If you fall short when you just say, well, today I'm trying to make a slob and I'm going to fail again today, I done did you know, maybe I said something. Maybe I didn't handle something right. Just know this. I'm not excusing sin, but I'm saying to you this. God knows when you're giving it your all. And grace covers when you're giving it your all. It's not the grace to go sin. It's the grace saying that I see you trying until you have been elevated, until you've been delivered, until you've gotten to a place that you can get past these things. I got you. I see you. I see you try. I see how bad you feel when you fall. I see how bad you feel when you don't do things that please you. You're not taking pleasure in sin. And grace is covering you while you grow in me. Come on now. And so God wants you to know that he loves you. He loves you with a love that nobody could ever comprehend. That love is so great. Let me tell you, there's nothing on the planet could ever give you an understanding, not even the love your parents had. Not even the love your husband has. No love is greater than the love of God for you. And I'll tell you this, he learns to hear from you. You go to the building, you talk to everybody, but did you stop and talk to God? 
Hallelujah. Don't leave him out. He's the main source of everything you need. Isaiah 53 and 12 say, Therefore I will not allow him a portion with the great, and he will divide the booties with the strong, because he poured out himself to death. Now here he's talking about, he's talking about Christ paid all this for us to be able to come before God. He, put, he paid that price. He, he gave everything. He gave his all to reconcile us back to the Father. What a great gift it is. And what a great gift it is to be able to go to God for yourself. What a great gift it is to have access to the Bible. And you know what? That's no guarantee we're going to always have it. But one thing, you can take advantage of the fact that you have it right now. Hide the word in your heart and find you a couple of scriptures for a situation and put them away. Ask the Holy Ghost to fill them in you. So when you're in a situation and need to pull up a reference. Even if you can't remember the whole entire word, you can say, God, is in book so-and-so, and your word said, babe, I don't have it, God, but this is what, and get as close as you can to it, and know God knows exactly what you're saying. Amen, and the word said the angels are hearkening to the voice of the word of God. The angels get moving, hallelujah, when you say what God said, because they hear God's word, and they hear God's word, and though he spoke it itself. And then I love this about God. He says, I, I value my my name, but he said, uh, if the move above the tower confess, he said, but my, my word, he said, I monitor my word. He said, he, his name was great, but his word was for value above his name. So, you know what he's saying? He's saying his word, he looked at it with everything he got all the years. He backed his word. Why wouldn't we not use God's word? When God says, but in his word, he's looking at where he's going. He's looking at, at who's using it. He's checking out the spirit man that's talking and using that word. Now, if you're going to use the word, don't use the word with bitterness. Don't use the word to to, to, to pray unrighteous prayers and hurt people and use it in some kind of wicked, demonic, or witchcraft way. No, that's not what God wants you to do. God wants you to use the word as a reminder to him of the things he spoke. But if you got heart, you got if you got unforgiveness in your heart, you got anything going on in the inside, before you try to pray for anybody else, go on a fast and pray for yourself because that's the first thing that needs to be done. So you are you are filtered through and your prayer won't be hindered or blocked, you know, because the enemy will hinder your block and your flow if you let bitterness into your heart. Now truly you sometimes with the things going on in today, sometimes you gotta forgive all day long. It's like man, it just I just said I forgive and now I need to forgive again because it's like it's, the enemy is just constantly trying to cause you to have a, a some type of alt you know, everybody seems to be upset. People are all mad. You don't even understand what people are mad about. I don't think they even understand what they mad. <laughs> Why they mad? You can go to the store, people driving all kind of crazy stuff. But <laughs> praise God. What I'm saying here is you got to stay in a heart and a mind that even if I for a moment feel some kind of way, I won't let it take my day and make it what, what it, you know, make it. Uh, um, a sinful place to where I go to bed and I and I kill all this stuff and then next thing I'm walking in bitterness and I'm I'm mad with the world. No, God wants you to come before Him and dump all of your cares, all of the things that have happened to you. You know, I tell God so much. I tell you, I I, I probably stay on on uh, on uh, His telephone for heaven. I really stay on that thing. Amen. I believe in telling God everything, telling the good, telling the bad, telling the ugly, telling what I did wrong, telling what I didn't do, you know, just telling everything. And then sit still and let him tell me what he needs to tell me about any situation that I'm dealing with. Amen? And so this is the thing. There's different types of prayer. There's prayer of adoration, prayer of confession, that of sin, that of faith, 
That's prayer supplication, prayer intercession, prayer petition, prayer and the court means of heaven, which is a whole other subject. Prayer thanksgiving, when you tell God you're thanking for things that he's done for you. There's prayer uh, that you can pray uh, for, um, let me see, another word, prayers that you pray, a prayer of faith, supplication, uh, prayer of intercessory, corporate prayer, private prayer, closet prayer, you know, there's all type of prayer, God's judgment prayer. You know, a lot of people um, don't realize how important it is that we get before God in prayer. There's prayer for forerunners and intercessors, the breakers and anointing prayer. There's prayer for those who are uh, prepared as the, as the spirit of Elijah. There's so much. And I have a book that is called uh, Spiritual Warfare. It deals with a lot of the different uh, things that intercessors uh, uh, will deal with. It deals with a lot of things dealing with the prophet, watchmen, and all the different types of prayer. It deals with even have some prayers in the book. And if you're interested in this book, you can contact me at julie.live.com. And I'll be very glad to get that book out to you, uh, tell you how to get it. Uh, it, it. I mean, email you back and tell you how to get it and everything. And I'm trying to rescue this, but, you know, every day you need to put on your armor. I don't know if you've been told that and understand all of that, but it's all in this book. It tells you about the armor, the reason why we put on the whole armor of God and the, the uh, importance of doing so. Um, I have books uh, called Command Your Day. I have books about casting out devil. Now, a lot of people don't want to talk about casting out no devil, but I'm going to tell you something. People get into so much stuff, even involuntarily, opening up stuff, reading things that they shouldn't. And spirits are coming into the lives of people by accident, by, by just carelessness, not understanding, not realizing that you can't open everything, you can't read everything. Because some books have been dedicated to the devil. If you pick it up, you, know, you, you just don't realize you've just been initiated without you being willing. You don't even understand it. But if you, gotta, if you have a, a need for a spirit to be cast out, there's no shame in that. Amen. And I thank God for prophet because he loved to do that call. Amen. God uses him mightily in that. And uh, if, you, if you happen to need help, remember this. Uh, the word of God says that the, the casting of out of devils are the bread of the children of God. So it was for the children of God. You don't cast devils out of people who don't want to change. You cast them out of people who's fighting and make a change. Amen. And giving the life to God and transitioning in, in, in their life. Amen. And so uh, you be careful with taking uh, people, passing uh, a lot of people who's not ready for change because they only get most things. They mean if a person really ready for change and not just relief, then you, are, you know you have a legal ground to help them if they've given their life to God and they want that help. Amen. And so that's the key to that one. Amen. So there's a there's a, a place that we need to understand uh, the petitioning and the prayers and how to get before God and make our petition known to Him. And there's a place that we need to understand. Uh, even understanding uh, the places that uh, what an intercessor does, what a watchman does, just understanding these things and being trained in it. And I'm looking forward to doing a webinar. And everybody that gets this book, uh, when I get ready to do the uh, do the uh, webinar, I'm going to contact them. The webinar will be free, and we'll go through the book together. And then what we can do is they can ask me questions, and I'm more than willing to answer those questions and, and help them as much as I can. And I even talk about other people that I know have some great books on, on some of the things that there's, you know, if there's, if there's somewhere that uh, could help somebody. And I, I just want to see the body of Christ be all that God called him to be and know how much he loves them. And I, I just realized uh, a lot of times the people don't really understand the, the love of God for them. And if they did, they would not run from him but to them. 
the word says he's the high priest, that we feel our infirmities. He feels what we feel. He feels our pain. And you know what? That's a good God. He's not bad. He's a good God. Amen? And I know you may not be uh, in a place to where you, know you have a relationship, maybe some, with him on that level. But let's know this. There ain't nobody love you better than Ain't nobody going to ever stick with you through all hardship. Everybody run off and leave you. I found that out in the wilderness. But God ain't going nowhere. I found that out for myself. He might not do what you want when you want it, but I promise you, he'll never leave your side. He might not stop what you're going through for the moment, but he'll never leave you till he brings you out. The word says, many of the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord God, hallelujah, will deliver them from them all. He will make a way, and he will bring you through. And I just say to you today, be encouraged and know this, that I love you, but God loves you more. And don't you ever forget that. Prophet? Amen. God bless you. <laughs> Amen. 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 And I want to pray for the people. Is it, can I just say a little short prayer for the people? Sure. We have, um, it's actually, I don't know your um, what you actually have to do, but really there's no need to rush. We have about two hours left so um it's really oh up to you gave me a big number <laughs> it's up <laughs> to you i was but i was rushing i'm like i don't know i didn't ask you about 30 minutes about 40 we got 50 what we got <laughs> <laughs> yep we got um two hours and people listen if it ain't nobody um anointed to the bones i know that this woman of god is i know that this woman of god is anointed um to the bones and you know just you know, it's just, it's what a massive anointing. So, um, get the book, um, Apostle, we're going to uh, get some books from you um, as well. We're going to get some books. Um, so, people get the book, get the books, uh, be a part of the, um, be a part of the webinar. Uh, this, this woman of God is called uh, to the nation. She's called to prayer. She's called to deliverance. She's called to healing amen um so yes we have uh two hours so i'm with i'm okay with whatever you want to do apostle okay praise the lord well this is what i want to do i want to pray uh if we had a line open i would be praying for people tonight since you got that much time praise god <laughs> but uh let me pray let me pray this prayer i want to ask the lord to to direct and lead the people who have a hunger to have a closer walk with him and a better relationship and communicating and talking with him and knowing his love for them to be able to do so. Hallelujah. And I want to say tonight, Father God, I thank you for this opportunity that you've entrusted me and prophet and, and the woman of God, Father God, to come before your people, Father God, with your precious jewels and be able to, Father God, talk to them about the things that are so dear to your heart. Father God, we ain't nothing, but we know, Father God, we're nothing without you. And so we realize, Father God, that we're just the echo, Father God, for you in the earth. And we pray, Father God, that we set something here today to help somebody. And Father God, I pray today that those that would hear this, be it one, be it two, be it however many, Lord, I pray, God, they would hear the clarion call 
to come to set before you and begin to talk to you about the things that they had not talked to you about before and to know your love and to build a relationship, Father God, with you. And, Father God, I ask you today, Father God, to send the anointing for prayer. Send the anointing, Father God, for intercessors. Send the anointing, Father, that your word says you seek and you sought it out for someone and found no one, oh God. I fill your heart. Father God, the heart, the pulses of your, of your, of your, of your heart. I feel, I feel your heart on this matter, oh God. And Father God, I'm in agreement. We're in agreement with you, oh God. We want to see what you want seen in the earth. We want to see the people, Father, come to you. You are a great Father. And, and Father, I ask today, Lord, that these that are under the sound of my voice, oh God, and that they would God begin to come to themselves and realize, Father God, how much you love them. The, the, the church, Father, sometimes we, we have not had leaders to represent you correctly. And I ask tonight, God, for forgiveness for that. I ask tonight for forgiveness for every minister that ever broke anybody's heart or made anybody feel less valued in your house, oh God. I'm asking you tonight, oh God, to share the wounds of your people, oh God. And I'm asking you tonight, oh God, to touch the heart of the leaders, to hear the heartbeat of yours, oh God, but pride is concerned, oh God, because the son, your son said, make your house a house of prayer. And Father, not a place, Father God, where, where the people just come, Father God, and they leave the same way, Father God. Many people are suicidal. Many people are going through, oh God. And Father, my cry this night, Father God, is that the ministers, Father God, won't preach good sermons and go home and thank all this word because they said the right word, but they would understand, God, that the prayers go long after the sermon is over because you would monitor the word that went forth, oh God, and you'll begin to do what they have need of, Father, even when the minister can't be reached. I thank you tonight, oh God, for touching every place that the people have a need. Somebody needs work today, oh God. Somebody needs peace in their mind, oh God. Somebody needs, Father God, for you to even right now touch their situation and their homes, oh God. Somebody's worried about their children right now, oh God. Somebody's trying to figure out how they're going to pay the rent, God. Somebody feels, God, that they found you and there does no more use, oh God, that you have finished with them, Lord because they keep making the same mistake. But you, God, who sit on the throne and the earth be your footstool, Father. I'm asking you to release an anointing, God, through the prayers that go through here, oh God, and whoever and wherever they are, oh God, set someone in the path of them, Lord, that they will be able to get the help that they have need of. Oh God, I thank you, Lord, that the prayers that we pray, God, they are generalized the Father, you know who needs these prayers tonight. And so I thank you right now, God, for touching every heart, oh God, every race, every nationality, whomever, wherever, because all men were made and created, Father God, in your image. And I thank you, Lord, that you love every one of us. Father God, even on a bad day, and I thank you, Lord, that they'll never forget, Father God, that you love them no matter what they've been through or what they're going through tonight, Father. And I thank you, Father, for sending the help that is needed. You are the God who will never fail us, Father. Your word says, Lord, if we call you an answer, we're calling you tonight, O oh God, asking you to raise up more intercessors, raise up them that will hear this message, raise up them, Father God, that is sitting on the pew saying, I don't know the Bible, what can I do? Father, they don't know what else they can do, but they can pray, God, for prayer is the key to the things that are needed, Father God, when all else, Father God, is not in place in that house, O oh God. I thank you that they'll labor, Father, the minister will allow them to 
pray. Well, allow them to join God in the prayers, Father, that they have need of in the body of Christ. And I thank you, Lord, that love will, will reign in the ministries and people will care for one another again and unity will take place, oh God. We in an hour, oh God, that we need you like we have never thought we need you, God. And Father God, I thank you, Father, for forgiving us when we did not, Father God, do things your way. Father God, touch us again, oh Lord. Touch us again, oh God, and bring us to our right mind, Father, to represent you correct and let us father god begin to to reach out to people who are wounded and not tell them all uh, just get over it. god some things we just can't get over some things we need to be delivered from some things we need healing in god let us not be so insensitive in this hour to others father but give us the patience god to understand everybody's on a different level and love father god comes from you let it come from us oh god and be put in a place that people father will know your heart I thank you tonight, God, for entrusting me with a message, Lord. And I don't know, Father God, what else I could say or what else you would have me to say tonight. But, Father, I pray I've said something tonight. The Lord, they would hear me out of the heart cry, Father, that you are placing me for those, Father God, who are leaders and laymen in the house of God. Father, let the fivefold hear your cry to people that you're sorting out to, Father God, stand in the gap for the cities, for their families, for the Father, even for their companies they work for, God, if they would just pray for the company they work for, there's so many places that prayer is needed. And Father, God, there's so many ways to pray without having to offend anybody by doing so, Father, in a private setting. I thank you, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. So um, this is certainly a cry. Um, people of God, leaders, I don't care who you are, uh, whatever that title is, it, um, when it's in regards to the things of the spirit, the rim of the spirit, um, we are servants. Uh, that's a low place. And we hear the Holy Spirit giving us um, very simple instructions and that those instructions are to pray. Um, you know, um, and I don't know what else to tell you guys, but uh, Apostle uh, Julie Hitchens, Hitchens already gave us so many prayers. Um, so start somewhere. Find one of these prayers that she's mentioned and begin to uh, work on it. Uh, nothing is happening. Um, you can have, you know, like nothing is happening without prayer. Uh, so yes. at, Amen. <laughs> at some Amen, point. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> they all want to look at the God. They want the heavens to open. They better know how to get to him because he's the only one got the key to it. And he said, and he said in the scripture, remember he said in Luke three twenty one. Now when all the people were baptized, Jesus was also baptized. And while he was praying, when did the heaven open? While he was praying, heaven was open. Amen. Amen. Everybody want a window. Don't, you know, we're taking time to let the windows be a baby. Thank God for the heavens. Open. Just open that, open that all up. Just open it up. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> God. Amen. Well, you know, thank God for the window. But it's even better when you open up the heavens. You know, the word said he opened the heaven, not just the window. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> God. Uh, before we close, we're going to uh, see, just to double check. Um, to see if Evangelist Tanisha. Amen. 
God bless you, Apostle. I was sitting here. I just wanted to kind of share with you um, a little bit. I was like jumping out of my seat because just today, earlier today, I was speaking with a young lady and we were actually talking about prayer. And I said to her, I said, isn't it something that athletes train, people train for jobs? I said, we go to school, we do all of this, we invest time and money to better ourselves. And I just told her that it's a shame that people aren't taught to pray. We just talked about that this afternoon, and I swear, the Holy Ghost, my witness, that was our conversation. And we were talking about prayer, and I said, people need to, I said, you know, the body of Christ, we are the only ones who don't train or teach the people how Disciple. to pray. Yes, ma'am. You know, just today. And I was listening to even that Luke 321. And I mean, I hope um, I'm, I hope the people I know that they are listening because we had I had the opportunity. And when you're talking about the heavens open, you know, God has given us the opportunity to be in services. When I tell you the heavens were open, the heavens are open. But Glory. prior to the heavens opening, people are praying Praying two and three and four hours, praying and worshiping God. And I mean the heavens open. So that Luke 3.21, you are definitely on it because I can bear witness that when the leaders, when the churches begin to pray, they will see the move of God. And just like you said, in those services, people are healed, people are delivered, people are informed, their questions are answered. So I'm telling you, this is truly the Holy Ghost speak it on tonight thank you father thank you father thank you father <laughs> amen i was thank like you. oh my god because um evangelist uh apostle she can i mean she just ministered on a ground floor level so i don't want the people to get it twisted uh and think that uh we can't take this conversation into a deeper realm um, because come on, <laughs> because come on. You know what it's meant about? Let me tell you something else. The Lord gave me this here. People go out and buy a bunch of books, and I, I wanted to throw this in there. You got to know when you grab a book of a general and you warn with with uh, with spirits, you got to get the right prayer. You get the wrong prayer dealing with a general, and you say what that general done wrote, and you ain't on that level of battle. You done picked a fight with the kingdom of darkness, and you ain't in no shape to handle the battle. And the enemy hear the voice of the words you use, and he see it as you challenging him, and he coming to fight with you, and you ain't got no excuse for, 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 uh, you know, for having him come against you because you picked the fight. Amen. Amen. And so when they sell in a lot of books and they sell in a lot of things, but I say if you if you are not on the level where you have a level of warfare that some of the generals are having, you might want to not buy that book and try to jump out there just because it's selling, but find something in the Bible that you can use to pray. And then if you have a warfare when you're dealing with the witchcraft and you're dealing with all kind of major then you go and you deal with things, dealing with generals who are writing uh, things that God has given them that, that deals with certain things, but make sure you in the right if you're if you don't understand if you are elementary in prayer, it's nothing to be ashamed of. If you're intermediate, ain't nothing to be ashamed of. If you're advanced, ain't nothing to be ashamed. But I mean, the higher up you go, the more warfare you have. So you need a book, 
of information of, of prayers that are scripturally pulled out to deal with certain things. But if you're not dealing with that, then it's like I always tell people, it's like going to get uh, somebody got a stick and you come running out there with a whole bazooka. You know, you are like, okay, so you got more than you need for the fight. And so therefore now the enemy is angry because he sent some little innocent things over there to pick at you, but you don't want to overhand can with something big and that you don't even have anybody that's in the church can help you pray. You out there on your own. <laughs> Amen. We and I'm looking. We have a um, we do have an evangelist. Um, she's in um Florida, the Florida area. Um, a minister in training in the arena um of prayer. Um, so Apostle, how can she get your book? Actually, email me at juliehitchens at live dot com, and I'll get you. I'll send the information over. Just tell, just email me saying I I would like that book. I'd like the book of spiritual warfare. Uh, in, in whatever book that you know I mentioned that you would be interested in, I have uh, the workbook that goes with it. I have uh, the book on casting out demons, uh, command your day. I have um, a book that tells a little bit about my life. It's called There Was Purpose in My Pain. I mean, whatever book that you, whatever book that you, uh, you know, would like, just email me and, and, and put the title in there and tell me you're interested in it, and I'll send you all the details on how to get it. Amen. She did uh, require. Um, so she's going to um, reach out to you, and, or anyway, I'll make sure that uh, you guys are. But I love, somebody. I love what the woman of God said a minute ago. She is so honored about training to prayer. Because remember, the disciples asked Jesus. They said, teach us to pray. After he had labored and went into prayer that second time, remember he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was giving the crowd to God. They wanted him to teach them to pray because they had called him praying. Amen. So they wanted to know, how do we pray? How do we pray like that? Teach us to pray. You know, and so when she said teach to pray, that is what God has called us to do. We have to teach. You know, back in the, in the old days, the mothers used to have you lay on the altar. Everything you did, get on the altar. You're like, okay. You know, young girls we were told to go pray. Get on off and go pray. You know, keeping keeping yourself in the mindset of keeping yourself before God and in, 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 in repenting of your sin and keeping yourself right before God. They taught you to get before and for yourself. And I think we need to get back to that. I mean, there's some things we don't need to let go, amen. We need to hold on to and pray is key. Amen. It is. It is. It is. Um Wow. It is in you know prayer i mean i just live i'll just survived on um prayer especially um and i know our stories relate but you know just in the intense um battle where it was times you know before the anointing got strong i mean i just had to you know lather in anointed oil almost <laughs> come on <laughs> <laughs> God, come on, man. God, I know exactly what you Let me tell you something. The 12 years of my going through, I told God, see, like, I ain't nothing else I did. I stayed on my knees. Sometimes I wonder if I even went to sleep. I woke up. I got scars on my knees right now. I can show you. I was on my knees the whole time, laboring in prayer until I fell asleep. I fell asleep in that position, woke up, got right back at it again. Because I tell you, I was going through and I needed to have, I, I was born, born help. And God, I need you. And I told Lord, I said, Lord, I've been praying for three years. I was on a, I was on a rotating clock to where I was praying all. I was praying in the morning before day. I was praying in the afternoon. Then I was praying at midnight. And I said, Lord, all these years I've been doing conference prayers and all this stuff. I say, how did I get here? He said, you was prepared for now. 
Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I was on my, on my knees and told the Lord, I said, feel like that's all I did in the wilderness is fire like you said, man of God, and pray. Amen. Amen. And we are so grateful and so honored um, to have you, to have you uh, with us uh, on tonight. And then, I, you know, I don't want to minister because you already ministered. So um, you can close us out in prayer if you don't have anything else you want to share. How about the woman of God? Does she have anything else she wanted to say or did she want to say a prayer? I don't have anything um, else to say, but I can close this out in prayer. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Father, we thank you on today. We thank you for your presence, oh God, that you released in our midst. Father, we give you glory and honor. We thank you for the apostle and the example that she shows towards your people. God, we know that this word will not fall on death ground. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, oh God, that it will go deep into soil. Oh God, that it will bring forth fruit, oh God, in the lives of your people. Lord. Let it go, oh God, in their ear gates, oh God, and resonate in their hearts. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, may this night, oh God, cause shifting in people atmospheres, cause them from a lower level of prayer into a higher dimension in you. In the matchless name of Jesus, we love you, we praise you, we glorify you, and we give your name alone all honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Everybody, be blessed. Have an amazing, amazing weekend. Thank you so much. And, and um, man of God, we'll touch bases after you finish the broadcast. Amen. 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 Nice to meet you, woman of God. You also, Apostle. Have a good evening. You too, honey. Bye-bye. 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 Deep inside